So, welcome to No Shame from quarantine. Um, Robin is still not with me. The guard about learn him across the M50. So, um, yeah, so it's it, it, it's it's me shooting out quarantine. Uh, today I'm going to get a guy on, right? That is probably the strongest mind that I've ever met in my life. Um, I'm here and I'm shooting from uh, on Easter Sunday. Um, something I wanted to say about Easter Sunday... When Easter comes around, I always get that little bit emotional. Um, in the morning, I can't help but think um, of the men that would have been hugging their their sons and their daughters, and uh, the women that would have been hugging their, their their sons and their daughters and their husbands, and and leaving that house with their rifle to head towards the GPO. To to know that they, they they probably never would have walked back through the door of their house, and that they were doing it for 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 the future. Um, I put a post up yesterday um, about saying that uh, it's Podrick Pierce talking about the how we do it for our children. Um, a lot of rebels and a lot of um, visionaries will always talk about the, the children of the future. And um, at the moment, we are the children of that future. Um, I think it's very important that we, in this time of history that we, we stand up and we make sure that our, our words are counted because uh, it's a very strange time for us all. We, we just came out of a historic election and we are heading into um, another five years of, of who knows what, you know. Um, I know that uh, the, the electorate didn't ask for what, what, what is the, the, the two parties that are trying to get together. Um, I know that they didn't ask for that. So um, it's not a good time on that foot. But it is a good time on the foot that people are motivated and energized um, for Ireland to move forward in a, in a in a great way, in a in a correct way, in a way where many people benefit from from the resources in the country and that uh, um the 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 homelessness crisis that haven't disappeared. Um, I know that we've been told people have been told to get into your houses, go back to your houses. Um, something I've noticed over the last few weeks is, um, imagine being told that I'm not having a house. Uh, we know that we were in a in a massive housing crisis before of all of this. We're looking at the volunteers um, in inner city health and homeless. Uh, Anthony Flynn and all of his uh, volunteers working, and it's just it's just amazing that some of the people what they're putting together at this time to to help people. I don't think that 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 rebel spirit ever left um left Ireland or left the the, the land. I think it's still there um, and we're using it in so many different ways. If you get a little chance over this next little while, try and observe uh, the, the goodness. I know I said this last week as well, but there's some massive goodness there and it's uh, it's up for us to, 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 to dig into it. Um, I'm going to talk about this with, with Damien when he comes on, but the idea of being in the moment, if you're talking about the past... You're gonna be. You're gonna. You're gonna get depressed if you're thinking about the past. You're just. You're gonna be depressed if you're. If you're. If you're kind of moping in it. Um. If you're thinking too far into the future, you're gonna be anxious. So it's gonna kind of create that anxiety in your body, and it's gonna. We don't know what's gonna happen, but right now what we can do is we can control the controllables. Um. Stay alert. Be awoke, as they say. Um. You don't have to just believe what you're being told. Sometimes you. I, I, I like to do a bit of research myself and I think if you do do the research yourself you can you can calm that anxiety now don't look at it too much either I'm going to talk about Damien about being in the moment so that time in the moment you can find the moment um, cold water is a great way of doing it um, pull ups sit ups dips and that challenges and that you're not thinking about anything else you're thinking about that moment there um, it can take 10 minutes to do that and get yourself back into the moment there's a great video on uh, on YouTube um 
Noel uh, Breed, so uh, Noel Breedwell, it's it's, it's amazing. Um, Noel has been Imrus, obviously he's trained at Wim Hof, he does the Wim Hof method and stuff like that, um, but he has a seven minute breathing video online um, and it's incredible. If you're anxious, if you're if you're finding yourself panicking in any situations over the next little while, I advise you to sit down and do that breathing thing. Um, I use it a lot, I use it all of the time and uh, and it works, which is the great thing. So I'm going to get on to all stock, alright, so um, let me try this. Damien has uh, has rode across the Atlantic Ocean, um, has ran the Dasebals, um, which is like a, a marathon across the desert. Absolutely incredible, dude. Um, I, I've not, I don't know anybody that's more mentally tough than Damien um, or anyone that seeks it deep down inside them. He wants to suffer. <laughs> so um, let me try to get him on here. It's ringing at the moment. Hey, hey, mate, what's up? I was only saying before we came on the camera there, if there was a man that I had to pick um, to go to war with mentally, but when I saw it, it would be you. Well, that is a very nice compliment. Uh, thank you very much. That's saying something, because I know you've come across some um, incredibly um, hardened warriors in your, your time, so I appreciate it. No oh, man, you are you are, you are beyond uh, hardened. Um, I've seen the challenges that you've just been running, and um, I think they are amazing. I've been watching them. I know I should be taking part in them, but I've been watching them the last little while. The burpees one, I'm sorry, mate. Uh, burpee, it was scared the life out of me when you said burpees. Really, I thought that would be uh, bread and butter to you from all the sprawling that you guys do in your training and all that sort of stuff. But uh, you know, for somebody like me who's six foot five and well, I suppose about 19 stone burpees are an absolute nightmare. But um, yeah, listen, that's why I um, propose the challenge to people and myself, of course. The, um, the burpees to me, when you mentioned it, was like an alcohol you had before that didn't go well. I mean, someone mm. mentioned you're like, oh, that's what yeah. the <laughs> <is to> be. <laughs> A repulse from your um, teenage years, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, 10 burpees for being smart. That's what you would get. You would get. But it seems like it's really going well and you're connecting with people, which is uh, which is amazing because that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, um, it was actually um, somebody in my rugby club here in Galway asked me to, um, had I any ideas, something that um, I could put out in their newsletter to, to kind of get people, I suppose, just challenged in some way or, or mentally and physically kind of... Um, pushed a little bit during this time so this is what i came up with you know and then obviously i just threw it up on my own social media at the same time and loads of people picked up on it and um yeah it's been great like i i'm very happy to finish it um i must say um believe it or not i was thinking i was thinking of doing 30 days at the start but i'm very glad i capped it at two weeks um <laughs> 30 oh. days and yeah no um i'm just not like i said Personally, I'm not built for burpees. I'm not very good at them, but um, um, yeah, happy that it's done, and it's great to see such a pickup from it, and um, people, I suppose, spreading it and um, getting something from it. I got some, you know, it's really nice. Sometimes you get some nice messages through people you didn't know were doing it, but they were doing it silently, you know, um, in terms of social media, and um, you know, the I suppose the effect it had on them, and just reading about that and that it gave them something during this time, which is great. 
So just for people that wouldn't know, um, what Damien did, he did, uh, so you do a minute of burpees and they did 14 days up to 14 minutes of burpees. Man, mm. um, I think 30 days you would have had some bodies on your hands. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, <laughs> I had to, um, I had to reel myself in there a little bit, you know, because I knew that I was putting this out to a rugby club, and fair enough, like we have, uh, you know, there's some fit guys in there, but it was also going out. I was trying to bring in and make as inclusive as possible, so there was two types of burpees, you know, a scale version for older people or whatever, and I was just thinking, you know, it was madness to ask um, anyone uh, who's had a few. Um, a year's on the clock to be doing 30 minutes <laughs> burpees. Um, it's all well and good for the youth academy. You know, those guys fly off the ground, but uh, <laughs> some of us don't. So, yeah, and I just reeled myself in. And there was a nice little challenge in it, you know, um, because every day people had to try and surpass the number they'd completed the day before. So, for example, on day two, um, although people were burpeeing for two minutes, they still had to beat the target that they set on in one minute um so that kind of gave a little bit of a mental challenge as well you know there was a bit of pressure and the longer um the challenge went on you know when you were deep into the later days you know there's a it's a, an anxiousness around that challenge and um uh, sorry a, a mental anxiousness you know and that just shows you that it is a real challenge and you know and when it is real that you're going to get something real back from it it does reveal that voice, doesn't it? Um, even when I, when I was reading through that one, uh, the cold water one as well. You did so, the 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 voice that goes on in your head. I remember you talking about that before. Um, I think he's probably the one that you're trying to talk the most, isn't it? <laughs> the, the voice that yeah, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a very healthy relationship, right, to build up and um, get to know because that voice is the one that stops you doing a lot of stuff that um, is going to have a, a very positive impact on you, you know? So the, um, the more you talk to it, the more you put yourself in position to uh, have a conversation or a relationship with that voice, the, the more you're going to get to know it. And, um, you know, there's the more, um, you know, the less unknown there is and the less fear and, uh, you know, uh, you see it for what it is. It's just a, a little hurdle or a big hurdle or a massive hurdle to get over um, to kind of get some quality, real rewards. Is um, the, the cold water one, as I was saying, is a total different challenge to the one that you were doing. But um, mentally it hits you in a, a faster way, do you think? Yeah, it's... There's never an easy day. So the cold water one we do, uh, this is the second year I I, um, I put it out there. And basically it's it's February, so it's every day in February, and you start with a minute on the 1st of February, and this year we finished with 29 minutes in the water, be that a lake, uh, a river, or the sea. Um, so 29 minutes in the freezing, frigid waters, be the Atlantic, or a river, or a lake in Ireland, in February is is very very tough. Now I will say that your body does adapt over time, um, but it's never easy. It's it's always hard, and there's always that apprehension around getting into the cold and the initial shock you're going to feel and that fight or flight, and your mind's going to go out of control because your breath's out of control, uh, and it's just you know it's just learning to control that, control that, and then once you've kind of been in there for a while. Um, you know, you, it does become a little bit easier. Now, it's never, like I said, it's, it's never easy, but it's, uh, yeah, it's 
you know, it's de- dealing with that anxiousness around the challenge every day. I think that's where a lot of the um, um, rewards come from, you know. Oh, yeah. Someone said something to me during the week, and I was thinking of you when they said it. They were saying about the, in a moment like this, everybody's, um, when they think of the future or they think of the past, um, especially in a time like this, what's going to happen? We're all, we don't know what's going to happen. That That's when they, the anxiety flies around your body. Um, so it's important to find them moments where, say, if you're doing pull-ups, you're not thinking about the, the fourth set, the fifth rep on the fourth set. You're thinking about that next set or that next rep, that one rep at a time, that's a really good tool to be able to kind of pull you back into the moment and it kind of calms your body from that anxiety and stuff like that. Do you, do you find that that works? Oh, for sure. I mean, you can only control the present moment, right? So the minute you start living in the past, you become depressed. The minute you start living in the future, you become anxious. So it's it's just learning to be aware. So first thing before control, you have to have awareness. It's learning to be aware of what your mind is saying to you and then bringing yourself back into the present moment with what you can control in that moment. So like like the example you used, if you're in a present moment, well, you know, you can control your grip, you can control your mind-muscle connection, you can control your breathing, you know. So using something, using a concentration like that to bring yourself back to that moment and something that's within your control is really, really powerful thing to do. And, you know, when you learn that, say, when you learn to do it with a chin-up, um, that is very translatable into all different parts of life. So the minute your mind goes into a, a anxious state about the future and what's going to happen, it's just about using the exact same tools you use in the chin-up to bring yourself back to that present moment. And, you know, the, the more time you can spend in that present moment, the uh, more content and um, peace you're going to find in life. It's a, there's a, you, you find a kind of comfort in that bitterness, isn't it, in a way? Um, but to be honest, I don't get to lift weights as much anymore because I actually I had a back surgery and I just stopped lifting weights. But over this last little while, I've got to kind of start with the little dumbbells and move them up again. And, and you know what? I found that love in it again, that kind of like, mm-hmm. you're, in, you're in the middle of dips and you're on your seventh rep or something like that. And you know, there's, there's no hiding from dips, you know what I mean? No matter what size you are. No. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, you know, I suppose we all find different ways to um, get into those present moments. Like some people um, will do, uh, will, you know, go hard into yoga and become, you know, go on a lifelong journey with that. And some people will go hard into meditation. For me, actually, um, what I've found personally is is weight training is, uh, is my avenue into those present moments. And, you know, controlling my mind under the stress um controlling my movement controlling my position under all those stresses um of that the weight brings is, is hugely um um uh, fulfilling not fulfilling but it's like it just it, it it brings me back to those present moments and it's worked really well for me and it's taught me a lot about myself it's taught me a lot about my mind and it's it's something and it's the thing i always go to is um um, it's kind of my default, you know, I go back to that and just get in the gym, just trying to get that, you know, mind-muscle connection and connect with my body, connect with my mind. And, you know, uh, if the session is really hard, you connect with your spirit. Yes, yes. That's the one I'm always chasing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I like the body part, yeah. but when I'm, when I'm in the midst of it, I'm looking for the spirit of oh, yeah, and his as well. <laughs> well, that's your warrior. 
that's yeah. that's you and that's your warrior side and connecting with that you know and and seeing what your um character is made of under those stresses you know when the to take the hard road when the easy road is is the one that most people take <laughs> you know that's what the warrior that's what the warrior does and you know he trains his values and he, he puts himself in position physically and mentally uh under extreme duress and then he sees what he's made of and he builds that over time and he becomes a deeper version of himself you know and he his self-confidence rises and his self-belief and his self-worth and you know eventually self-mastery he's in there he's in everybody as well i believe and they absolutely the trip that you had coming so um i don't know if it's still going forward i don't i don't know if you you want to announce it's going forward or not but i was saying here i think it to myself yeah, you're, you're not the only man. There's two people that I know that were planning to tackle Everest, right? Now, the other one is a lad I know that doesn't belong on Everest at all, Damien. Right? But he was part of this, <laughs> he's part of this project that he's had to get in a spot on, right? But I'm like, oh, but Jesus, that, that lad on Everest is going to be fun. So if he's passing by, I just put the head down, right? If you end up doing me, like, okay. <laughs> Okay. That, when this came in, you're probably the only people that um, were all getting like, um, oh, the stags cancelled. Obviously, all the normal things that you get cancelled, the, the pleasurable things. But oh. like you've been training hard for for the, the seven summits. I think many many of the summits had you got in now yeah. so far in the training for the the, the Everest. Uh, five done, and Everest is going to be number six. And I've been training for Everest for about I suppose six months now at this stage. Um, no, six months specifically for Everest, but the whole project's been about two years now going. Um, and this was, uh, you know, this was the, uh, I suppose, the elephant in the room. You know, this is the one that was the shadow that was um, been cast over all the other mountains, um, for want of a better kind of way to describe it, you know, because of the... I, physical enormity and the enormity of the challenge and... Um, yeah, listen, but it was, um, it's been postponed. It's, it's going to happen uh, in 2021, uh, all things um, going back to normal, of course. Um, i seen in one of your um, climbs, I can't remember which mountain it was, but um, I'm not a fan of heights myself now, to be honest. So even looking at your pictures, I'm a little bit like, <laughs> oh, you know, but um, that you were doing um, going across a bridge. It's a rope bridge. What mountain mm -hmm. was that? I've got to put the picture not... up here as well. Yeah, that's a mountain called uh, Karsten's Pyramid. It's in, um, it's in, it's actually in Indonesia, but it's on the most uh, easterly island of Indonesia, on the island of Papua. So it's beside Papua New Guinea. Uh, it was, it was proper um, remote, really, really remote. Um, it just happens to be the highest mountain in the continent of Oceania, and uh, yeah, that's um, that bridge is basically three wires. It's so you have one for your foot and then two for each hand and you kind of shimmy along it. Um, so I was really looking forward to that part because it's kind of the, that's the iconic um, part, you know, the picture that you all see is associated with that mountain. So um, it wasn't as bad as it looked, I must say. Um, I There was a couple other uh, traverses that were smaller and that were much more sketchy than that one because that one was kind of it was a large traverse they'd put in this system and it was you were kind of you were well harnessed in and bolted in but there was a couple of traverses before that where um they were only about two meters two and a half meters but it was it was proper sketchy getting across them one of the 
the lads who we were with tripped and he completely freaked out. You know, when we go back to um, what we talked about there a bit earlier about the panic moments that happen and he just couldn't, um, he couldn't get any composure in that moment and he was freaking out and like I literally had to talk him through because our guide was a like no-nonsense local and he'd done this time <laughs> like two 200 times and he was just shouting at him like and your man just he there was you you could continue to shout at him you were just making the situation worse so <laughs> i just tried to try to talk him through like um you know go down to the finest detail of what it, he should try and do just to give him something he could get his mind back to control and eventually we got him he was kind of hanging on with one hand onto the rope and then trying to get a foothold in the rock but we we got him across eventually and he, he calmed down a bit but uh yeah he was shook <laughs> in that moment um so that was a pretty cool mountain actually but it wasn't a um a very technical mountain um for the seven summits you know there's um it was all um it was all abseiling coming down and it was all um, 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 Jumar going up. Jumar is a thing you attach to the rope and you pull yourself up. So it was quite, it's quite technical um, for, for the seven summits, but not, not for what, you know, is, is possible in climbing. But uh, it, was, it was fun. Um, it was only 24 hours on the mountain, so a lot less than, um, you know, I spent nearly three weeks on a mountain in Argentina and, over two weeks on a mountain in Alaska. So 24 hours on a mountain was was handy. A little quickie. Yeah. A little quickie on the mountain. What, Damon? Yeah. <laughs> a quickie climb. Um, <laughs> I was gonna, um, there was a time I was watching and you were saying, like, um, I won't say you were close to breaking, but I could tell by the way you were, you were, you were talking to the camera that you were like, listen, I'm at the bone here. Um, I don't know whether you had got sick the day before. Had you got altitude sickness? Yeah, I, I, I think that was in um, Alaska. Is where Wayne to I, um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. In a, like, I had a really tough day on the summit attempt of Denali, which is the, the highest mountain. Yeah, the highest mountain in North America. Um, so up until the... So the, the basically... Normally, with a summit attempt, you kind of start with a thousand meters um, of a vertical climb below the summit. Um, but with Denali, um, we kind of got a weather window, so for over two days we did two thousand um, vertical meters um, to, from Camp Three to uh, Camp Four, and then Camp Four to the summit over two days. So basically, um, I just kind of overexerted on the first day, so getting to Camp Four. Um, um, the thing was with Denali when you so it's it's a hard slog of a day right so it's like seven eight nine hours and then when you get to camp you have to make camp so you have to build a platform for your tent set up the tents there's nobody who does that for you on Denali there's no porters or you know the guides don't do it it's all up to you and you have to carry all your own food as well so you have a heavy backpack so basically um you know me been me a little bit when I got into camp. I just, there was a couple of girls. I was in the tent with them. So I just, I kind of maybe probably, you know, in hindsight, I, I overworked, you know, took some of their load, their workload on and, and just um, took it on myself to do that. But I didn't rehydrate well enough and I didn't eat enough food that evening. And then when I woke up the morning of our summit attempt, you know, you can just tell when you're drained, I suppose, when you've, over time, when you've spent, you know your your life i suppose been uh, connecting with your body and it's always been your kind of um 
what you use in life to perform. Uh, so I just knew I was drained. And then like the first hour into it, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm in trouble here today. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be a long, long day. I just, I, I hadn't, like I said, I hadn't, um, I hadn't replaced the energy that needed for a summit attempt. And, you know, imagine then after that, you're in this hyperventilating state for hours. Like, so your body is working overtime on, on no energy, like so, and it's working to survive against cold and it's working to survive against the extreme um, lack of oxygen. So I just, I just had a horrendous um, day. Uh, I couldn't even, now I couldn't even really describe how I, got through it or what was going on i just somehow got to the summit um just kind of persevered but it was absolute pandemonium internally and externally the whole day <laughs> i just couldn't i couldn't get any kind of um control over my breathing or my thoughts and yeah it was just a long long day but um i got there anyway in the end and got down safely and then i i made a bit of a video and i but yeah i was i was fucked <laughs> i've never, never seen you like that because even uh, even the day after um say when you were rolling across the atlantic and the, the boat got capsized and stuff like that like there was even a little bit of excitement in your face there even though you were worried and anxious but you could see that you were like yeah but it was cool <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that one i was like i was living my I was living my dream a little bit out in the Atlantic, you know, because like there was a, a sick part of me that wanted all kind of these capsizes to happen and see whales and all that, you know. So I was kind of like, okay, they were they were like daunting and they were um, stressful at the time, but you know, like I said, there was that little part of me also felt like kind of happy and not almost like relieved <laughs> that they they'd come to pass, but. Yeah, I just I, it was it was quite a shocking moment for me on Denali because like I'd never been in that state um, where for such a long period that I just couldn't get any um, control over my thoughts and any kind of um, clarity in what was happening in the situation, um, and I not having never experienced that, and then struggling to find answers to why it happened uh, for a few days. Yeah, it shook me pretty hard, I must say. <laughs> No, it did look like it. It did look like it. Um, moving on to MMA here, right? Now, I don't think we asked you the last time out. Did I ask you, would you compete the last time? No, I don't think so. I don't think no. so. Did you see James Haskell is at the signing for Bellator? I, I did see that, yeah. <laughs> I, I did see that. I said if there was ever a man to give him a clout, it'd be Dave Jim Brown. <laughs> I, I, like, I must say I have... I have nothing but enormous respect for anyone who does MMA. I, I follow it loosely. I follow it more for the just to see the training those guys do and what they put themselves through. And uh, um, I'm fascinated by the kind of psychology behind getting into the ring. But I would never do it, man. I don't like getting kicked. I don't like getting punched in the face. So it would never be for me. Um, but yeah, like I said, nothing but respect. But uh, yeah, I and, and I suppose I respect the. Um, the craft and the mastery involved and then putting all those different uh, martial arts together, it must be so complicated, like under stress, you know, to be able to, um, you know, if one of them isn't your, um, your background and your expertise and then you're only learning it and you're getting into a ring, you know, and the combinations, I just, I think it's, 
very brave for a guy who uh, is coming from rugby. Okay, it's physical sport, but like there's there's a whole there's not really much connection there between that and uh, MMA. So uh, very brave of him to put himself in that position. I must say. Oh, definitely, and it looks like he's training hard for it as well. Oh, yeah, do you know what? I always tip me hat to anybody that'll get in there and do it. Tip me hat to me. You know what I mean? Because mm, um, it's an experience. Is it? If I was watching in and I was a, like, I'm a fan as well, but I'd want to do like. If, uh, if I hadn't played rugby as a kid, I'd be like, I'd love to give that a go. You know, <laughs> it's just one of them yeah, things, yeah. isn't it? Um, what I'll leave yeah. you on this. I'll leave you on this. Um, a little bit of advice to the to the king of isolation. So you you've spent a boat on your own, and and now you have people in our houses now. And and the, the thing that's going to suffer, I think, the, the most from this, the scariest part to me is that um, coming out of this, the boy product is going to be a lot of people's mental health is suffer. So even when the life starts on again, some people's life is just not going to start that fast again. What would your advice be to people while they're in here and starting back up? Try and uh, see it as an opportunity. See it as an opportunity to profit and expand yourself in some way. So, um, you know, we all have different interests. So maybe there's a little interest in the back of your head that you, you can read about. You know, something I've given myself um, is to try and read a book a week for eight weeks. You know, so there's a few books there that I bought that were sitting on the shelf and I was looking at them and I need to read that. So they're all getting read. You know, So see it as an opportunity to expand yourself in some way, learn something new, challenge yourself with something physical, mental, learn about meditation. You know, we're going to... A lot of people are spending a lot of time alone, so um, connect with yourself, your body, your mind, be that something as simple as a burpee challenge, you get to connect both those things, or meditation, or, you know, learn how to meditate, or just, you know, approach something that you've been putting off instead of avoiding it now while you have this opportunity. Where can people find to to give you a few euro for the, the the trip coming up for the for next year for 2021? Because I want to, I, I want to, we want to support you more with that as well, and because um, it's amazing, man. it really is. Yeah, I actually don't have anything. I appreciate that. I I really don't have anything set up that way. I. I kind of, I really struggle with that to ask people to, I suppose, um, part with their hard-earned money for something that is my dream, you know. So yeah. I've, um, now that being said, I have approached many companies asking for them uh, <laughs> to, to, part, to part with their hard-earned money, but that's kind of, that's more around, um, you know, both mutual beneficial in some way for them you know like be it for me coming and talking to their staff about whatever resilience or preparation or mindset um so uh, i've never really gone down the route of asking uh, individuals um because um i think uh, i just i just i just i don't want to i don't want people to be kind of um funding my um my experiences you know um but uh, I really appreciate the offer, um, Paddy, and um, thank you very much. What you do has a massive effect on people. I see it from the outside. Um, they, helping people's mental health is a huge thing, Damien, and I'm telling you, you do it. You have put people on pats with their, with them challenges and them that, like, they're, they're the ones I love, you know what I mean? The ones that, like, mm. after is somebody's going to be looking at themselves. And you can see people changing in the videos, you know? Like, yeah. You, you can see them yeah. changing. I'm watching from the outside, and I can... It's like I can have my eye on it because I'm around this so much as well. I see people coming in and they're kind of maybe a little bit uh, torn back with their immune system mm. and they're like they're down, their motivation. But then give it mm. like a flower after a few weeks, you know. And I can see that in your videos. So it's, mm. um, 
I think people would be would be happy to give you the price of a cup of coffee and you know things like that to put mm. towards it. It doesn't have to be, but uh, I I know from my mm. point of view, my opinion, yeah. I would I would love to I would love to donate a little bit towards what you're doing because um, I love watching yeah. it as well. You're very kind. Uh, I, I'm a huge believer in uh, those challenges. I, I put them out there because they challenge me. And I'm a huge believer in adversity. And I believe that if you don't approach adversity, it's coming for you in some way in life. So the more I can get people to uh, go towards adversity in some way with these challenges, I think it just it's just the benefits are just so far reaching, be it internally or externally. Um, I'm trying to rack my brains. I have this idea about 12 months of challenges. I've only got two at the moment with the burpees and the freezebury, but I, I'm trying to come up with some more real challenges that can um, that can connect people with themselves, their body, their mind, their spirit, and just help them develop and grow themselves. So I'm going to keep putting that stuff out there when it uh, comes to me. And um, yeah, um, there's there's no doubt that adversity was going to help people's mental health. Instead of avoiding it, you got to go through. You got to go to it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the, the community that you're creating yeah. there as well, you can see it. There's groups and groups of people. So what you are doing is working and it's on a, on a, on a, on a massive scale, you know, like I, I'd go as far to say that it's saving lives, you know, because especially after this, we're going to need more things like that to keep people together. And mm. I think when we're connected, we are so much stronger together. You know what I mean? In our communities and our, our parishes and Damien, always give us a bit yeah. of time, and, and as I said, we'll always drag you back on here for a conversation for some motivation and stuff like that. But you're a legend. Sounds. Thanks for coming on. Thanks a lot. Cheers, everything. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. So, that was the No Shame podcast. Um, oh, every time we talk to that Damien lad, I come away spoiled. I'm only at the doing a session before this, but I feel like going down to do another one now I do after this. Um... What a man. Um, some great advice there as well in the idea of controlling what you can control. Um, if there's a man that's probably the king of isolation, it's Damien. If you haven't seen some of his posts about um, rowing across the Atlantic Ocean, he's in a boat on his own um, for all of that time. It's, he's pretty He's pretty, um, He's pretty. pretty strong-minded if you must. So before I wrap up there, just, um, just want everybody to look after themselves and, and, and stay safe. I'm not going to say get into your house because um, I'm starting to get sick of hearing that myself as well now. But um, I think use common sense is, is, is the smart thing now is, is stay inside your house and, and, and stay in within the, within the distances and, and uh, wash your hands, keep the hygiene going. But um, you look after yourself, look after your neighbours. Um, don't be afraid to call people. I seen a, a horrible number the other day. Which we found, um, we have it written down here the other day. Is that sometimes we don't, um, we don't see what the, what the damage is, and it can it can be crazy to to see some of the numbers that come through. One of the numbers I'm gonna try and find it because I I sent it to somebody so we would have it wrote down.
So six percent of um, we, we increasing six percent between carbon in the year can have a six percent increase in uh, diseases. Loneliness can create forty seven percent. So the rise when um, when loneliness kicks in, diseases are affected forty nine percent of them through loneliness. To me, that's a that's a that's a crazy number. Um, as humans, we are we are social creatures, so. I think through this time, we need to make sure that we keep our eyes on a lot of the byproducts that are going to come out of this. So, not everybody has the money to just go home and and, and, and just and, and be in their house and be happy. And, and so, for anybody that's telling people to just go home and and, and shut up, or <laughs> I don't think it's for some people, it's not as easy as that. Um, apparently, in 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 my messenger, it's definitely not as easy as that because um. I've had lots of lots of problems coming through in my area and lots of um uh, queries and situations that we've we've had to deal with. But um, try and try and be kind to people when you're telling them to get into their house. Try not to um uh, have us attacking each other if you must. Um, there's old people and young people um going out and walking around, and I can just see people. There's no doubt that we're all on this little edge now, and and <laughs> we we want to maybe kill our neighbour now because his dog keeps barking. But um. We need to fight them little urges and, and remember that that's the chimp and he's just he's just a little bit anxious now and he doesn't know what's going on. So let's let's battle that loneliness. We can definitely battle that now at this time. So if you do know anybody that's on their own, um, uh, send me a message and I'll ring them uh, or ring them yourself. Give them give them a phone call once a day and, and, and don't get complacent on it. Get up out of your bed, get dressed, get showered, do your workout, um, do some cooking. If you, if you are in that position and, and, and enjoy that and try and learn it and, and try to help as many people as we can going through this. Um, I think that's the end, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So just something to keep you going. A little, little blast into your mind of, um, I don't know, shake it and kind of keep you, keep you in the race. There's, there's, there's three weeks to go and, and we're going to be all right. Um, as I said, I'm shooting this from Easter Sunday. So um, remembering the rebels that, 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 that died for, for, for all of our pleasures that we have now and, and the, in a life that's a lot easier than it was back then. So I'm going to dedicate this one to all of the leaders that died in 1916 and, and anybody that has, has fought for the cause of Ireland all the way uh, through. I salute you. That was no shame. Look after yourself.